This is Teachable Moment, the show where we get to know the people that make LCC go. I'm Steve Robinson, president of Lansing Community College, and I go one-on-one with a member of our campus community to learn about a key concept or idea from their area of expertise. It's a show about what makes LCC great, the fantastic people with inspiring ideas who change lives every day with their incredible work. And today, I'm very excited because I have not one guest, but two, two special guests. First, Kevin Fowler is our multimedia coordinator and college photographer here at LCC. And we're also joined with by Derek Turner, who is the multimedia coordinator and university pr- photographer at Michigan State University. Two great college photographers with a wonderful discussion about how photography is an important part of institutional storytelling. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here. I tell you what, uh, Kevin, since uh, since Derek is a guest uh, here at LCC, why don't we go first and, and have him talk a little bit about his background. Uh, you're the university photographer at MSU. How long have you had that role? And uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, the actual role I've had for like the last five years because the person who had it previously retired. Okay. But I've been at Michigan State University 34 years. 34 years. Wow. That's a great tenure. 12 years in the registrar's office as photographer, designer, and web coordinator. And then I was moved to university. Um, at the time, it was called Broadcast Photo, and then it became University Relation, and then it became Communications and Brand Strategy. Now we were just settled for University Communications. Well, and, you know, when I go to MSU events, I see you everywhere. I mean, the last, last time I was at the president's house, you were there photographing a really important event with uh, Martin Luther King Jr. III. And, and Robert Green. And Robert Green, a very important MSU person who was talking uh, at a, on a very significant day. So it was, and those are the kinds of events that you, know, you are there as the yes. as a university photographer. Uh, and, and Kevin, you have been our photographer for how long? <laughs> Since uh, 2003. 2003. Yes. I was um, at MSU, actually, University Relations before that. I was... The athletic department photographer, essentially. Okay, great. And so now you play a very similar role, but for the whole college here. You're really uh, photographing all the same kind of events that Derek is photographing at Michigan State. Uh, Commencements, graduations, athletics, all all the important happenings of the college. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to be talking to you both today because, uh, as I've shared with you, I think that the visual storytelling... Uh, of colleges and universities is really important, and the role that photography plays is is central. So one of the things I'd like to hear from both of you, from your own perspectives, what role does photography play in telling an institution's story? I mean, how, how, how do your photographs aid in letting the public and the community know about what's going on at the university? And why don't we start with you, Jack? Absolutely critical, mm-hmm. crucial and a must-need across the board. Mm -hmm. Uh, Visuals tell the story, and the selection of a particular photo for a particular campaign or a particular book or web, absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. So I see my job as an absolute honor to be able to showcase Michigan State to the world. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that interests me, and I'll be interested to ask Kevin this question too, is it's one thing to just have great images of stuff or events or things, but 
What I've noticed in your work and Kevin's work is that, you know, great photographers have a particular point of view, a particular visual style. And, you know, I've only been paying attention for a year or two, but I think I can identify one of your photographs, Derek. And same thing with you, Kevin. Like you have a, um, a kind of a, a, a visual vocabulary. So uh, let me start with you, Derek. How would you how would you describe your type of photography, um, the, the photography that you do for Michigan State? I think my gift as a photographer and prior to that, just as an artist, mm-hmm. is to be able to look at and compose and find the balance in a particular scene. Okay. I think that you can find or you can photograph any time of day, any time of night, whereas a lot of photographers say, well, I want to get the best light if I'm outside. My philosophy is that if I go out, I'm going to find something that I didn't see before, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure that if I get that photo, I want the world to see it. And so that's how my approach is that I'm an artist first, but the fact that I get to photograph at Michigan State University, my story actually started in 1977 on a high school visit. Wow, really? Visiting campus, during the lunch hour, being asked, I asked if I could go out and take pictures. They like, yeah, sure. We, but the bus is leaving back to Flint at this time. <laughs> so wandering campus, this park-like beautiful place I fell in love with, and to be able to photograph it 35, 60 years later, that's just great. It is incredible. And you know, one of the things that our two colleges have in common is that we are, uh, both Michigan State and LCC are remarkable places. I and mean, we have very interesting uh, visuals in terms of architecture and landscape. And so when I see your images at Michigan State, you've got these iconic scenes like the Red Cedar River and Beaumont Tower and these 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 historic buildings. Um, that's true that's true here, uh, Kevin, with LCC. A lot of your photography is our incredible public art in our buildings. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Uh, sure. Um, it's true. It is. And I, I, we, I think Derek and I have slightly, slightly different philosophies about uh, photography as well. Mm-hmm. He, I tend to be the really weird guy who brings lights to everything he shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, for him, no, I, that is a stylistic difference but, yeah, that I've noticed mm-hmm. between your work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I will, you know, when I had uh, an assistant here, uh, Courtney and I would spend, you know, a couple hours lighting something. Uh, we'd light a sculpture, you know, outdoors. You know, I, I would take that indoors too. Um, I figure I might as well. I bring the light with my with me so to make it, everything look the best it possibly can, mm-hmm. in my point of view. Well, and you know, a full disclosure: I, I'm not a photography critic, uh, but you know, my, the way I would describe your individual styles, uh, and I've told you this, Kevin, I would describe your style as kind of a chromographic style. It's got these that these colors that pop, and you're 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 playing with light and accentuating color, whereas. Uh, I don't know if I'm on the wrong track, Derek, but I would describe you as more of a kind of a naturalistic pr- photographer. There's a there's a sense that it reminds me almost like of travel photography or National Geographic. There's kind of a naturalistic. Uh, feel free to disagree with any. No, of that. I th- that's a that's perfectly defined my philosophy in ph- photography. Um, as I said, I'm an artist first, mm-hmm. so a lot of the things I photograph have kind of an artistic twist, mm-hmm. and someone will see that, and someone will say. I was in the exact same spot that you were standing, but I didn't see that or I didn't notice that. Right. So that's one of the things I bring to the table is that I'm going to show show you something that perhaps you didn't realize was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it reminds me of, uh, as an amateur photographer, one of the most uh, 
a, a statement that made a lot of imp- a big impression on me was that you know good photographers don't take pictures they make them they construct mm-hmm. them and i think that's very true of your work kevin the the the, the color palette uh, particularly with our lcc blues and everything is it really figures prominently in a lot of the images that that we use of yours yeah i've been uh, when i was shooting film you know mm-hmm. 20 years ago or whatever it was uh, I would always use Velvia, uh, even when I was shooting sports at MSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velvia is a Fujifilm that you know is more vibrant than the normal films. Okay, um, and I was I was ridiculed about it occasionally, but I, I love it. it. And I I've always had this predilection for colors, for vibrance. Um, you, you can almost taste it to me. You know, interesting. It's, you know, a great color. You just really feel it. It's, it's a physical thing. It does. All your um, images do. Uh, and, you know, even if it's even if it's just, you know, a board meeting. I mean, you took a portrait of the uh, the, the new board members and me because I'm because I'm new and the colors pop in that one, too. Do you use um, uh, filters or is some of that happening? Does that all happen in the camera or does that happen in post? Well, no, in, in post now, um, you know, with with without film, everything happens in post. Our, while digital is great, I mean, I, I don't know if Derek would agree, but I think our workload has increased probably by 50%. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so, so since you switched to, to digital, it may be easier, perceived, perceived as easier, but man, the hours we spend at the computer. So I have a question for you. Uh, I think a lot of people who don't have a background in photography might be surprised by that. They would assume that digital photography would make life e- easier. But I'm, I, it sounds like you both agree it increased uh, time, increased workload. Talk to me about that. Why? Well, I think that because when you're shooting digital, mm-hmm. you know that you can manipulate it later. But my approach is try to get it right out of the camera. And because our... What social media and our universities expect, sometimes they want something immediate. And so, like, Kevin will be at a game, so be sure that he has the ability to send news agencies photos, you know, while he's on the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, For myself, I'm glad I don't have to do that because I can always get back to my desk at home or on campus and then process images and get the cropping and dust cleaning off, just making it better before I hand it off. I think that for me, digital has been a blessing Mm -hmm. because I've never been a technical photographer, whereas I'm looking at f-stops and I'm looking at exposure. I'm just looking at what I see and I take the picture and I'm like, hmm, dial up, dial down because this is what I need it to look like. Yeah, and I I will say this to you, and I I don't be careful saying this to photographers, but I do think that there is a tendency in photography to just take too deep a dive into the tech. And, uh, you know, photographers are famous for being you know, gear snobs. And, and, and to me, what, what makes good photography is, is in here, how you compose pictures, how you see the world, that artistic uh, uh, lens. Now, I'm glad we got to talk about some of the um, things that we photographed, you know, you know, landscapes, buildings, sculptures, but a good chunk of what you both do uh, is not just portraiture of people, but uh, other types of photographing people. Talk to me a little bit about what it's like to photograph students and uh, faculty and staff, either one of you. Well, it's becoming more difficult because now we have to be cognizant of the fact that do they want to be photographed in a public space? Interesting. Uh, because the law states or the implies that if you're outside, you can take a photo of anything and anyone. Got it. However, if they're on campus, I'm sure Kevin knows this too, students and faculty and community 
have the right to not have their photo taken. Right, right. Well, I, I, I want to interject one idea. That's an important concept that, that we have to deal with when we do our help portrait event, because even if people are sitting for a portrait, they sometimes, you know, whether it's for a restraining order or some other kind of, you know, family safety issue, they don't want their images shared on social media and things like that. Um, do, does MSU have a blanket release that students uh, sign when they um, uh, enroll, or or do you have to like look at your images and make sure that everybody in there signed off in some way? Well, outside, you can take a picture of anything, but students and everyone has the right to say no. But we do have a standard release that's been provided to and looked over by the university's legal department, mm -hmm. and. It's, it, it covers photo and video, and every assigned shoot that we go to, we ask all of the participants and principals to sign the release. Like and it's it. just the, it, it's, it's, it saves everybody down the road. Mm -hmm. My most horrific story, um, I took a photo of a class outside. Introduce myself as I walk to the, talk to the instructor, take a picture of the kids sitting down. It's like early spring, mm -hmm. and that photo was chosen to put on it as a mural. However, the one person in the photo that had kind of a sour look on her face, her friends told her about it. Oh my. So she went and saw it, didn't like it, went to the ombudsman's office, went to her dean, and went to the provost, and that mural had to be, take, had to be taken down. Interesting. So we have to be careful that when we're photographing people, inside or out, we give them an opportunity to say, I don't want my photograph taken. Interesting. And, you know, Kevin, I've seen a little bit about how we handle that here. What's, what's our strategy for dealing with uh, rights management uh, with photography? Well, we have uh, a release form, at, at just like MSU, but mm -hmm. uh, we have incorporated the release form into our application. That's what I thought. Right. Yep. So... Um, so there's like that, a that blanket release yes. that mm -hmm. students sign. And then the other thing, t tell me a little bit about this. I've seen some signage at events uh, for folks uh, saying that, that f videography photography might be happening. Yes. Uh, when events where we can't possibly, you know, get release forms from everyone, uh, legal, and I've seen it done on, on TV productions as well, we will post signage that says, you know, if you enter here, you will be photographed or videoed, mm -hmm. you know, so that gives them, you know, an option to leave if they, if they so choose. Interesting. Interesting. So um, when, when you think about the role of the university photographer, one of the things I was chatting about before we started is that chances are if, uh, if an event or is significant, um, it's going to be photographed. So one of the things I find interesting about your roles at our two colleges is if you're pretty much everywhere, right? And so I wonder if you could tell, uh, if either one of you have an anecdote or, or, or a story about, you know, being part of a significant event uh, where photography was playing a role. Well, the university hosted um, and gave an honorary degree to recently passed Bishop Tutu. That's correct, yeah. So he was at commencement, but he was also at Cow's House for the reception. So I got to be there for that. And just to be able to... When everyone leaves, talk to him and tell him about myself and have him you know, smile and talk to me back. And then you realize, and I realize the university has allowed me the opportunity to be in the presence of giants. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting for me, particularly with that, like, like meeting Bishop Tutu, the, this must really 
put you in an interesting spot because you know you're there to document the event, but you also are participating as a as a person. I mean, it, you you couldn't not be moved by being in the presence of somebody like that. And so you've got this dual role. You're there in the presence of uh, presence of a really significant human, but you're also there with an important role of of chronicling it. Was there? Did you do you feel tension in those situations? Sometimes I just wish I could just go and sit down and yeah. listen. When the university had Harry Belafonte for the Slavery to Freedom series mm -hmm. by the College of Human Medicine, I'm there to photograph him and all the people he's meeting with prior, but I really wish I could have said, can I stand next to you and somebody take my picture? <laughs> That's right. Oh, now you do want your picture taken. <laughs> yeah, because those type of opportunities is just rare, but they're absolutely a wonderful opportunity to just to be around greatness in a lot of respect. Yeah, and you know, Kevin, you and I have talked about this because uh, sometimes I, I see Kevin a lot more than I see you, Derek. The um, we'll be at an event and I will want to talk to you, but I'm thinking, well, he's he's got a job to do, you know. He's like, and I'm one of the things he has to take a picture of, so I don't want to bother you. Can you talk a little bit about that tension about you know when when we have say LCC employee events? You're an LCC employee, right? You're participating in learning, but you're also playing your role. Any tension there? Oh, absolutely. Um, as a photographer, you learn early on that uh, while everyone else is playing, you're working. You know, weekends, nights, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so uh, when I was working at MSU, for instance, I, you know, shot the national championships uh, uh, for basketball in 2000. Everyone was like, oh, that must have been great. I'm like, I don't know because I was working. Yeah, you were looking <laughs> you know? at it through yes. the box. Exactly. Right? Yeah, the same, you know, same thing for events here. Um, Mitt Romney was on campus, you know, uh, President Biden was here, things like that. And I'm lovely to, to listen to them, but I'm, you know, I'm working and trying to get the shots that we need that we need to get. Yeah, it's fascinating to me because it, it reminded me like one of my minors at Michigan State was anthropology. It seems to me that photographers are, are, are like visual anthropologists. It's what the what they call participant observation. You have to partake in the event that you're photographing it's not like you're a drone flying around you're a human and um so a human point of view is really important but it's probably hard to leave that photography mode to be a participant right as as you discovered when we went on our, on the bike trip that you had over the summer that's right <laughs> well and those were great images but uh, you you really didn't get to have a fun bike ride that day you had to like go ahead and get on a bridge and be in a place where you could get a great shot um those are great pictures, by the way. And that, you know, and let me just share this with you at, from the perspective of uh, the president. And by the way, I have talked to Dr. Stanley about you and your photography. We, we had a great conversation. He told me that you're not shy. Tell him about where to stand and, and what to do, which is good. You should be doing that. But uh, as, a, as the chief executive of the, of the organization, I just really value what, what you do. I mean, when we, for example... We're, we're trying to build awareness about that bike ride, the pedal with the president on the, on the river trail. A really important part of getting people to come is having you know, captivating imagery that makes it look fun, makes it look inclusive and inviting. And you know, the, the rest of the team also did a video. It's one of the ways that we get people to participate. So it's, we're, we're, we live in such a visual uh, culture 
that those visuals are, are really important. I have one more question I'd be interested in. Derek, you talked about the, the bad story with a student who, did, who wanted to be pulled from the mural. Um, do, do either one of you have examples of images that, you know, when you, talk, when you took them, you, you didn't think that much about them, but they've really become iconic parts of, of, uh, of, of the storytelling for the college or the university? Any images pop to mind? I have two. Yeah. If you've ever been to the um, Lansing Capital City Airport, mm -hmm. yes. I saw the mural uh, for MSU, the Beaumont Tower, and the Sparty photo is mine. Excellent. So to see that, absolutely wonderful. And if you've ever been to the Breslin Center, mm -hmm. um, all of the renovations with all the photos in the hall, of, you know, famous hall for Kojizo, 70% of all the photos on the walls are mine. We were at a restaurant last night where a big picture of Coach Gizzo. I said, I wonder if that's one of Derek's pictures. <laughs> How about you, Kevin? Can you think of any? I can think of a few of your images that are that are huge. Oh, not really. I mean, like, like you said, in our social media environment now, everything is consumed so quickly. Um, you've got to crank out photos, you know, constantly just to satisfy the the, the hungry beast. <laughs> um, I do have some things, you know, from MSU when I, you know, back in the day. Um, and when I worked at the journal, when I, I guess probably we have, you know, we have our billboard to hear things like that that are nice too. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 so it's consumed so quickly. Well, I can share some of mine. I'll tell you what: at any on any given day, there are four or five images on the LCC webpage that are just the wallpaper. Uh, you know, web designer will have a technical name for what that is, but it's a big image. It's a background. Those are all your images. They're always mm -hmm. um, and, and they and they tell that vibrant, colorful story. The other story that we really uh, try to tell here at LCC is just how inclusive uh, and diverse we are. I mean, our, our um, You Belong Here campaign, th that's exactly the story we're trying uh, to tell, is to let people know this is a great place to come. And your imagery really does a great job of, uh, of kind of sharing that this is an open place. I, my experience with your images, they kind of draw me in. Uh, they're they're like I'd like to I'd like to be in that picture, and and I think that that that's what we want. Uh, before we finish, gentlemen, there is something I was fascinated to learn that that you're both part of a national organization for folks who have roles like yours. What what's this organization uh, called? University of Photographers, University of Photographers Association of America. Professional Photographers, yes. Yeah, it's University a, Professional, Professional Photographers, Photographers Association, Association. UPAA. Great. Yes. And uh, um, do you get a lot of good professional development from this group, or uh, is there a newsletter? I mean, how how are you hang together as a kind of a professional group? Oh, there's con there's monthly contests. There's a yearly seminar, or you know, the gathering contest. Yearly yes. Lane, yes. let's write that down. We got to enter into some of these contests. <laughs> And there's a symposium every year yeah. where you get to, they bring in renowned people in the industry mm -hmm. as it relates to across the board, sports and everything else. And we get to sit and listen to their presentations. But it's also, I found to be an absolute wonderful sense of building camaraderie with people that you know or didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like I've known Kevin or about Kevin as early as 2000, but I had never like, spent a lot of time around him. But we have mutual, mutual friends, Greco. And so, and when Kevin was gone, Greg was there. But I also found out that they're both similarities in how they approach photography. And they're one of the most, two of the most gracious people I've ever met as it relates to helping someone. And that's what UPAA provides for me. An opportunity to meet people who, no egos involved, just how can I help you? 
You know, I wonder if that is in a photographer trait because it's something you both have in common. And I wanted to share a couple things really quickly. So, Derek, when you and I met when, when Dr. Green and, and, and Martin Luther King Jr. III were at the president's residence, it hit me, even though you were wearing a mask, that I'd met you before. I mean, when we were many years ago, uh, we were on a college visit for our son, and my wife and I are both uh, MSU alum, and we were walking across the, the bridge behind the main library taking a selfie and you stopped and said, "Could I take that for you?" Uh, and you and you 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 took our picture. We still have it. And um, and I asked you to like, do you do this all the time? Are you the university photographer? And, they, and and yes, that was your role. And that's how that's how we met. And Kevin, you and I met. You were you were one of the very first people I met when I came here because in the this college hired a president in the middle of a pandemic. How are you going to let people know who he is? So one of my first appointments was with Kevin to take a, a portrait and do some informal photography. Uh, and, and Lane in our office put together uh, kind of a get to know the new president campaign that was very visual. So um, I, I really thank you both for the roles that you play in, in, in your organizations. Well, it's, it's an honor for me. And I see my time at MSU as a photographer to document, but also to provide good stewardship to the university. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2020, I photographed a military plaque on the ground next to a flag. I researched it. Named, the gentleman's name was Cosmer um, Laveau. I, I threw Google. I found out that his birth date and his name and the date he was killed was misspelled and wrong. Really? So I sent that to the um, VP Dan Bowman, IPF. Instructional Planning Facilities, and Steve Truce on Campus Planning. I said, hey, here's the photo, but if you Google Mr. Cosmo Laveau, this information is incorrect. That was in 1919. This plaque has been on campus incorrect for the longest time, and this coming Memorial Day, his descendants, at least five of them, are going to participate in a ceremony where they put up a new plaque with the corrections just because I showed an interest and go, who is this guy? That is too cool. Photography is is really special to me. It's um, this is going to sound a little out there, but but your observation makes me think. Photography is kind of a form of time travel. It's a, it's a way of going back, and you can look at a ph photograph and see new things in it. Folks can't see this, but we're actually in a room uh, in the administration building that's filled with historical photographs from. Lansing. And Kevin, your images helped me, your historical images from before COVID, helped me picture what this college was like before lockdown. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just want to, you, you, foc you focused a lot on groups of people gathering. And I was so thankful that you did that because I needed to kind of picture what this institution's like when they're, when they're people here. Yeah, my, my degree is actually in history. Um, so it, it really speaks to, you know, what I learned. Um, Photographs depict you know, our past. That's it. Without, without the Matthew Brady photos, you know, of the Civil War, for instance. Exactly. What, what, what would we know of a battlefield? You know, it's so everything we do is is saved for history. And history is my favorite subject. Well, <laughs> there you go. You're so, playing an important part of history because long after the three of us are gone, your images will be in the university or the college archives, and will teach uh, the the people who have the honor to lead our institutions in the future what it was like then. So gentlemen, this has been a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate you making time to talk to me. Thanks for having yep, me. It's, a pleasure. it's been an honor. Absolutely. 
Teachable Moment is recorded by Steve Robinson and produced in the WLNZ studio on LCC's downtown campus. The soundtrack is licensed through DeWolf Music and was composed by John Rowcroft. Want more Teachable Moment? Visit lccconnect.org for more episodes. And if you have an idea you'd like to discuss with me on the show, send me an email at steve.robinson at lcc.edu. Until next time, keep learning. You're listening to LCC Connect on WLNZ Lansing, 89.7 FM.